to Vegan Feminist Radio. The patriarchy. The anthropocene. recording now you can say things on the record <laughs> hey brian what you drinking oh hey oh i'm drinking some lyric ale to saison from orpheus brewing i'm drinking green tea like a turd what <laughs> are you serious i have to do a little bit of more work tonight before i go to bed so i couldn't start throwing them back <laughs> That means I'm drinking alone, which means I'll have all the fun. Well, this wasn't very well planned out. You were like landscaping all day. I didn't know what was gonna, what the time was. Right. I, I'm going with your flow. All right. You're you're the non-planner, so I was like, I'm gonna landscape. And yeah, then I'm like gonna, right after a hurricane came through, we never got the hurricane. By the way, they kept oh, like scaremongering. Bastards! You should at least get the hurricane you were promised. I was really excited about it. <laughs> God damn it. What's the base, best case scenario for your hurricane? It should it have come through. What were you really hoping for? I don't know. Like some wind, thunder. I don't, you know what? I don't know. Not like a telephone pole through a school bus <laughs> or just, uh, you know. School being canceled. I would have taken that. <laughs> right. Through the roof of a prison being blown off. Something like that. When yeah. does school start back anyway for you? It starts on Tuesday after Labor Day. Since it's a beach town, there's nowhere for students to live unless it's after beach season. So that means we have a much shorter semester, but our classes are way longer. And our midterms come out like six, like six and a half weeks into the semester. It's midterms. You can't tell a student like how well they're doing after six and a half weeks. Like we've had like one test maybe. It's awful. Ah, oh, it's brutal. Anyway, so I, let's, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. I wanted to talk about this week vegan travel because my partner from Ireland was in and we, you know, he wanted to see America and gas prices were super low. I was like, all right, let's do it. So it's three weeks. And I, I said we're going to do two weeks because I didn't want to drag this shit out. But it turned into three weeks because this country's huge. So we're both vegan. Duh, and he is not just vegan, but a picky eater vegan. Right, go! Uh, <laughs> so I'm vegan, and if it's vegan, throw it in my mouth. I'm going to eat the hell of it. Yum, yum, yum. I don't care. I love vegetables. Like, the only thing I get picky about is fruit. I'm like, mm, you know, I could do without fruit, unless it's a juice form or a smoothie. James, however, <laughs> he will not eat anything. It's like the most... So we're camping, right, to save money. We're not going to stay in a hotel every night. And even if we did stay in a hotel every night, if you're staying in, like, middle of nowhere, Iowa, you're not going to be able to – I mean, you go into Taco Bell. We did a lot of Taco Bell, but we also did a lot of camping. And if you're camping, you know, you if you're lucky to find a place that sells the vegan hot dogs or something like that, you're cool. But he – not only is just a picky eater, he won't eat anything that's cold. 
<laughs> There's like no exception for cold food except sandwiches. And even then he wants it toasted. So the thing is, if we went somewhere, it was the middle of summer and it was, a, there was like a fire ban in half the state parks and national parks. So we couldn't start a fire. So he was like literally surviving off of a jar of peanut butter, which he would not at first buy because when we went, we, the, one of the first nights we camped was in Palo Duro Canyon State Park in Texas, Northern Texas. And there was a fire ban. So we couldn't cook his can of beans. Like he's satisfied with a can of beans because he's from Ireland. They, they eat their beans like nothing else. There's a fire ban. He can't make his beans. So we go in there to the camp store and all they have, of course, is potato chips and peanut butter. And he wouldn't even buy the peanut butter because the peanut butter was marked up to $5. What? So instead he bought two bags of potato chips and that was his dinner. And like that's, that's the kind of shit I was dealing with all this three weeks that's awful there's so many things wrong with this how first of all like my rule is you if you gotta if you're gonna travel it's not a rule because i'm making it up this is what i do lots of snacks take all the bananas in the house take all the apples all the peanuts and a cooler throw the stuff in the cooler but well, we then, have then a cooler you, with us yeah but that but makes sense like, he wants a hot meal for dinner and the other thing is the few times that we did stay in a hotel we would, you know, have the free breakfast. What can a vegan eat? We have apples and bananas. So I'd get like an apple. He wouldn't even get that. I mean, it was like babysitting a child. He won't listen to this, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> From what I could tell, no one's going to listen to it. So I can say what I want to. This is important radio. Come on. <laughs> You know what? I actually um, started doing a diet a couple weeks ago. It's what kind the of diet? Uh, yeah, it's the eat to eat to live. Make sure I don't turn that around. But it's a Dr. Furman thing. I don't know anything about it. My wife found some stuff online and uh, she put it together. It's a totally obviously like a vegan thing. But then there's all this other stuff that you can't have, like added sugar. You can't have like any sodium. Um, et cetera, et cetera. All this stuff. Well, I've dropped like, I've dropped like 11 pounds on it. It's pretty what? cool. Yeah. Over. It, yeah. It's like some, I'm sure a good bit of it is water weight. That's my problem. I hold so much water weight. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, this is the first time it's felt like a diet since my five, six years of veganism, whatever. This is the first time it's felt like a diet. So I feel like now I'm like the, the most finicky eater I've been so far. You know, so because there's like, it feels like there's a couple things that work. Veganism already felt like that a bit. Like I was like, oh, there's these uh, things that work all the time and I don't have to mess with it because I won't go out of my way to find food or anything. Um, and so anyway, now it's like now the list is majorly reduced. And so I could see myself getting a jar of peanut butter or not. I don't know if I could say no to the jar of peanut butter. That's the thing. But I would definitely take the two dollars. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say no to it. No, I would. I would buy a fifteen dollar, uh, like jug of or whatever of. No, it was a five dollar regular thing of peanut butter. Then he and bought one in like two days later at regular price because he's stingy. And then he started complaining because there's no peanuts in it. <laughs> Your Majesty, hey, this is just brown hydrogenated oil. It's messed up. Sorry, go ahead. Diet thing. It's all that. No, it's just I'm trying to like connect with your partner. 
uh, on that. I can kind of, I can kind of see that, but it's no way to live. No, this is not right. But yeah, all all I want to do is just I I want the food. What I really want is for my stomach to stop bothering me all the time. Just uh, leave me alone, and the low blood sugar, like leave me alone. And I know that I have to eat and I have to like chew and swallow to make that happen. If I didn't have to do that, I would be really happy. I would love it if I could just hook up with something to my nervous system that draws energy from the sun. And since I live in Georgia, that is not a problem ever. I wouldn't bother with food. I just don't, I'm not into it. What about you? Are you like really into food? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) Not into it. I do it to stop the pain. I do it to stop the pain and the hanger. But otherwise, I could get I can get into moods like that. I just eat potato chips all day because I'm like, oh, I just don't want to open the fridge. It's much easier to open this bag. I've only met one other person like that who just like was not into food. I don't understand that. It's like in your brain, you have to be into food. I know I need it, and it feels bad when I don't have it. But it's just, you know, well. Probably a lot of it comes from uh, just sitting around like I'm trying to get something done. I'm doing something creative or I'm trying to read a section or whatever. And then my body's like, oh, you got to feed it. You got to feed it. You got to die. You're going to feel bad. And then I'm just, I'm just like, shut up. Just kind of leave me alone. But it's like that all the time because I'm always doing something. And uh, I, just, I just get an, like food just annoys me. It annoys me. You're the anti-vegan. Does that make me an anti-vegan? Vegans are so about their food. Well, Well, the one thing that James was really into was this vegan pizza. And God almighty, that was like the grand American quest. Every vegan pizza ever known to humankind in America, we found it everywhere we found a vegan pizza and you know what it was pretty damn good it's probably one of the best ones i had at the grand canyon we had vegan pizza with vegan cheese nice yeah but that's what that's basically all we did was you travel around eating like if if it was a city with enough tourists we'd eat vegan pizza he's obsessed (laughs) (sighs) well you know he's he's a foreigner he is new to our land and so maybe every vegan pizza to him is like the first vegan pizza. Well, then he shits on the donut thing. For me, <laughs> this is just this is not really about vegan travel. This is just like a collective rant about my own travel. And James is picky ass eating. I so hadn't we picked up to, on that. We went to Ronald's Donuts in Las Vegas, which is the place. I've been there like four times. Every time I go to Vegas, I go to Ronald's Donuts. It's out in Chinatown, and it's regularly priced donuts. For instance, I just got vegan donuts from the cinnamon snail at the farmer's market in New Jersey. And it's like, they're like over $2 a pop and they're small. But at Ronald's Donuts, we walk in there and we're like, one dozen, please. And the woman's like, $9. And I'm like, what? We just got 12 vegan donuts for less than 10 bucks. And, you know, they lasted. They were in the back of the car until they went stale. But anyway, he's like, ooh, these are, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, you haven't been vegan long enough. You have not been vegan long enough. I haven't vegan long enough to tell you a vegan donut to this quality is like the most amazing freaking thing ever. Eat it and shut your mouth. Like it's so good. So he poo-poos this very important stuff. 
Maybe that's what it is. All, all of us uh, sort of fr- newly turned, freshly turned vegans, are, we're just so spoiled. We don't know what turmoil and pain and difficulty <laughs> all of you old vegans had to go through to get to this point. And the other thing is I think that I've just been without it for so long. It's like, oh, man, I remember that. It was so good. And he is not. he's only been vegan for two years. But for another example, on his birthday, I took him to a vegan restaurant here in New Jersey. And I was like, all right, we got to get you birthday cake. And he's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, we got to get you birthday cake. Get your birthday. And so I got this chocolate ganache thing. Can't even call it a cake. It was just this beautiful conglomeration. And I was like shoveling it in my mouth. I'm like, here, eat it, eat it, eat it. And he's like, well, he took like one bite. And he's like, you know, I mean, it's just not my thing. And I'm like, because you haven't been vegan long enough. You see how excited I am just like thinking about the cake. <laughs> It's like, if you've been vegan as long as me, you would know that if a piece of cake like this races your presence with something to get excited about. I can understand a little bit. I mean, like, you know, it hasn't been that long, but when we discovered that we could make vegan pancakes, it was probably about a year in, I was really excited about that. Or when I found Earth Balance butter, I was like, wow, this is out of sight. Because when we, I mean, we sort of transitioned out of it, but then when we got totally into out of the shitty way of eating but then we got totally into veganism i I think we were really like well i guess we can make pasta with some (laughs) tomato sauce on it he didn't even eat pasta he didn't he didn't even eat pasta until last year now he eats pasta that has to person yeah no but that has to be a really conscious decision to not eat pasta because why would you not eat pasta he just didn't know. He said, he said he's never really eaten it before. It's like, how are you a vegan and you don't eat pasta? <sighs> okay, that's all. I, do you have any your own your own observations from your own traveling around the country? Are you sick of iceberg lettuce being the only option? Things like that. I paid five dollars for some kombucha in Yellowstone because I was damn ass desperate. Well, let's see. Actually, I'm pretty lucky from the places that I've gone recently. Um, I went to London and there was just, yeah, I could find anything I needed. There were vegan places there or places that the nice thing about London is that they list like dairy is considered an allergen in London. So on the menu, it's listed. And the same thing with with eggs. Yeah. So it wasn't even like, oh, this may offend your uh, ethical position or whatever. It was just like, this may make you sick, um, which was pretty awesome. So, yeah, um, it was easy to find stuff. And I didn't even worry about it. But I took a bunch of snacks anyway, as Mm -hmm. is my custom. And I have the Happy Cow app and something else on my phone that I use to find stuff. So when I know that I'm going to a big metropolitan area like that it was in silicon valley before that and there's stuff everywhere um but um i'm actually fortunate enough that i um, traveled to nashville wait for it and there's a lot of stuff there that surprisingly is vegan mm-hmm. they have two or three all vegan restaurants and mm-hmm. this new place opened right beside the hotel i stay at downtown it's called daily juice in Nashville and it's the bomb they have the bomb smoothies 
and uh, salads. They have this fire kale, kale salad that is just off the chain. Fire kale salad? What is I that? don't even know what's in it. They even list the ingredients on the front of it, and but the word vegan is on there, so I'm like, I'm going to shovel it into my mouth, which makes it go into my stomach, which makes the pain go away. So that's, <laughs> that's what I do. I'm like, it's, it's good, which means that it doesn't take as much work to make the pain go away. So I just get it in me. And uh, it's pretty damn good. So, so you're like the you're like the opposite of of James. You're both freak vegans. <laughs> you hate food. James loves food, but he only likes like three foods. <laughs> I'm just annoyed that I have to do it. That's pretty much all it is. I'm annoyed with anything involving the digestive tract. It's all like healthy, so it works really well. Which just means it's like, oh, this again. Here we go. <laughs> okay, and that, I think that's it's just. It just bothers me. So, but I, but you know, I, it's not that I, uh, I dislike eating, but it's definitely connected to the pain. I don't, I don't just go out and just do it and enjoy it. I'm like, you know what I'd like to do is eat right now. I never have that thought. I'm just like, everything feels bad right now. So let me eat. Oh, now it's better. It's like a dog that doesn't like to go on walks. Here's my rant for vegan travel, because you mentioned um, Happy Cow app. Now, I'm going to be honest, like, when I'm traveling, I don't know where I am, like, I go to Happy Cow, and it always asks me, would you like to buy an app? And I'm like, hell no. The reason why I say hell no is, first off, I can get it free off of Google, but really the real reason I don't is because a couple years ago, one of the bloggers for Happy Cow, um, he posted some really... um, polemic essay about anti-reform vegans, people who reject, um, you know, reforming speciesism instead of, you know, working to abolish it, which is what we should be doing as vegans. And he was getting into, I like, I I, I commented on his Facebook post about it and I was like, gee, this is uh, pretty messed up. You know, it shouldn't be, I thought it was really awkward. I don't think it was under Happy Cow's blog. It was, there's some historical society, vegan historical society. This guy also blogs for him. I don't know. But anyway, he started getting belligerent, belligerent with me. And then he, he cited one of my own essays. He didn't know it was me that was commenting, by the way. Because <laughs> I have to, for my safety as a vegan feminist, I have to use a pseudonym online because I'm stalked by, you know, a lot of creepy dudes. So anyway, this guy didn't know it was me. He's like, oh, yeah, well, Corey Wren says this and links me to my own essay so being the smart ass that I am I immediately went onto my own blog and like completely like reamed his argument <laughs> and then went back to the Facebook thread and said well actually this is what Corey Wren thinks about it <laughs> it took him a while to figure out that he was actually talking to me but uh he just started started getting really uh aggravated and aggressive and uh it was really creepy. He wouldn't leave me alone. Uh, and then once, I mean, once he figured out it was me, then it like really amped up and he started messaging me and having his friends message me. And I'm like, please leave me alone. There's a reason why I don't use my real name is because lots of older men in the movement harass me and stalk me like you're doing right now. Please stop. Uh, then he reported me on Facebook 
and you know you can't use a fake name on Facebook so Facebook like closed my account because Facebook is one of the most patriarchal misogynistic sexist institutions that have ever existed we can get into a whole rant about that one day um, so there was no recourse mm. for that feminists are always getting fucked over by um, Facebook anyway so I wrote to happy count was like I just think you should be aware that this abusive sexist dude has been harassing me and stalking me and will not leave me alone has been like reporting me on Facebook and like having people contact me and super, super aggressive and super uncomfortable. Um, and then I had a bunch of my friends who saw it go down also message uh, happy cow. So it was like basically a big uh, swarm of people messaged Happy Cow. Happy Cow writes back and is like, well, he just blogs for us. So, you know, whatever. Completely passed the buck. Like so many major organizations in the animal rights movement do. They just, hey, not my problem. And so just let this guy do whatever he wants. Go around and harass women and, you know, call himself a contributor to the Happy Cow website or whatever. So I was like, F this. I will never support Happy Cow. I will never tell anyone else to support Happy Cow. Use the website, but don't pay him a damn dime. That's my vegan travel advice. Yes, right. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I definitely don't give him any money. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> you know what? Every time I, I God, every time that uh, I, I sort of let out my own personal consumption of whatever product or blog or whatever, I'm like, uh, especially since kind of getting turned on to intersectional veganism, I'm like, oh no, it's like nothing. There's almost nothing that hasn't broken trust, you know, at some point in, in some major way, at least with somebody, you know. Oh, it's awful. So I didn't know that. Um, I actually, their app annoys the crap out of me most of the time, but um, I, I, yeah, I use it from time to time. Right. I still use it too, but I'm just saying yeah. I would never openly support it because I think that is a disgusting response when a woman messages you and says that someone who works for you is doing this and you don't care. You don't care about a safe space for your customers. You ain't getting a dime out of me. Yeah, well, they don't. I mean, I agree totally. Hmm. They don't get it though. I just nobody gets it. I feel like. I mean, you know better than me, even. But even even the uh, the the cursory amount of of time and an effort that I've put into this so far. Um, I'm just like, nobody gets it. <laughs> they just don't get it. And they don't, they just don't give a shit. It seems yeah. like most of the time. I mean, because that ought to be the response. You don't have to immediately turn around if you get a, a message. Did you message them from Corey Wren or from yeah. a pseudonym? Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, you can just check her out real quick. It's like, okay, she's the real deal. Wait 10 minutes and think about it. You're like, Oh, we could, we could make this sort of flippant, well, actually, they did take some time. They waited like a week to even respond. Oh, my God. And then they still yeah. fucked it up. Yeah. That's too bad. Well, happy cow, you need to get your shit together if that's the case. How long, how, when did that happen? It was like one or two years ago. And the shitty part is when happy cow first started way back in the day, like 10 years ago, <clears throat> it was like a huge thing. I really supported them. I spent a lot of time on their website, like helping to build it up. And they were so um, happy that I did that. They actually sent me a volunteer package with t-shirts and stickers and all this other stuff. Like, I was like, this is pretty cool. It's nice. You know, I'm just somebody on the website, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, here we are 10 years later and they're just like, oh, a woman, sexism, shut your mouth. 
$2.99 for our app. Woo! I'm like, go to hell. So I use TripAdvisor. That's my advice. Use TripAdvisor. I actually used that quite a bit when I was um, traveling this summer. And it actually, in many ways, is better than Happy Cow because Happy Cow a few years ago put in this new rule where they would only accept reviews from places that are vegetarian or vegan. They no longer accept veg-friendly or not even veg-friendly places. But, you know, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, like when I was in Death Valley, mm. I can't go on Happy Cow and see what Death Valley has to offer because they eat shit there. So if you go to TripAdvisor and you like do a search for vegan and then other vegans who've been through, will leave that in the review section. And that actually is way more helpful because it opens up this huge, a whole nother level of restaurants and places that if you're not going to find a vegan restaurant in the middle of the desert. So Trudy, I'm talking here, boo-boo. Yeah. Trude, you're being rude. I'm downloading it now, so I'll try it out. What, TripAdvisor? Yeah. I oh, I that, love it. I just, just got onto it this summer. It's one of the big ones, of course. So uh, I just haven't used it, you know. So uh, cool. Well, it's got pretty good ratings. The Android version. I'll check it out. I yeah. use the hell out of it. I'm telling you. Does that conclude your uh, happy yeah. cow? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could talk about all the animals I saw, but I think that would just get boring. <laughs> I saw so many animals, and I'm like, ooh, that's like the big vegan thing about travel. Look at all the animals I meet. <laughs> did you get to meet any, or did you just see them like from the road side? Oh, I mean, I got some close encounters. I saw coyotes. I saw elk. I saw both kinds of deer. I saw frogs. I saw lizards. I saw big-ass lizards that I had never seen before. I had to Google when I got home. I saw storks. I saw... So much shit. I can't even think of it all. Lots of dead porcupines. Two oh. raccoons. Three raccoons when we were camping in Oklahoma. Like, we were sitting in the chairs by the campfire, and we had tofurkey, and beer. we were drinking, and we were, like, making, I don't know, we cooked something on the fire. But they were crawling up behind us. Because I went back to the bushes to pee, and I turned, when I walked over there, it was like a raccoon, like, two, three feet behind us. Like, dude, you were bold. So I should have known better, but we had a few beers. And I was like, all right, let's go to bed. So we're in bed and we didn't sleep for shit because it was hundred degrees that day. It's 80 some degrees at night. Oh. Just complete miserable. Like the worst night of camping ever at four in the morning. We were finally drifting off because it's like 78 instead of like 89. And I hear this noise and I'm like, shit. I mean, ugh, I'm going back to sleep. And then James hears a noise. He's like, ooh, something out there. He was terrified of bears. <laughs> he was terrified of bears the entire trip. Like, he would not sleep if he knew there were bears in the area. He would not. To be fair, our very first night of camping, we did see a bear. But he was like, paranoia seeing more bears. And he would just, like, at the slightest crack of a leaf, he'd be like, Ray! So he said, there's something out there. So I sat up, opened the lantern, and I'm like, yo. Get the hell out of my cooler. And they're still rustling around. So I open the tent. I'm like, get the hell out of my cooler. And they're like, we're raccoons. We don't care. And I get all the way out there up on the cooler. And I see three little heads pop up with their eyes glaring in the lantern. And they like, ran off. The little fuckers made off with my tofurkey and two Capri Suns. <laughs> Did they leave the straw wrapper, though? <laughs> They left the Capri Suns. This is the thing, like, 
I cannot picture, I just would like to see these raccoons sucking down a Capri Sun because they, they were empty, but I, like down the trail, I'd go down and pick them all up. Like, I hope they enjoyed my tofurkey as well. I'm sure they did. Uh, maybe they're, they've been vegan too. And they're like, oh my God, do you remember the old days before tofurkey? It's all vegan campers. It, it's all like, it's all tie dye and like dread campers. And you guys coming in with your new stuff. They, they're experiencing veganism in a new way. They were bold. I could not believe like how unfazed they were. That I was like, I was yelling out the tent at them. They're like, well, we're almost there. We got some more good shit in here. Right. Um, my parents just got back from Yellowstone. And they're showing me all these pictures. They're like, oh, there's a bison. It's, there's a bison and like, here's a bear and all. And, and then like, and then they show me pictures where they're on a horse-drawn carriage and, and I can see the, all the yoking and, or whatever it's called, like all over the animals and stuff. And they're like, oh, and there's, oh, they're just all out there w- being wild and free and stuff. And I'm just, I'm like, what the fuck? How those two things can just coincide. Yeah. They're loving the freedom. I'm like, you literally paid somebody to like hook up a wagon to the back of a like what the fuck yeah so they kept telling me stories like that it was two or three things so i much prefer the stories they're like oh saw some raccoons and i was like hey don't steal my tofurkey dude that's way better (laughs) for me because at no point is there like we were making hamburgers and then the raccoons tried to steal it because they're free and wild oh okay got you yeah no not in my case yeah (laughs) I didn't think so, but I had to check. I just would like to see them sitting there sucking down those Capri Suns without a straw. Like, I want to see it. Like, how did it happen? Because, <laughs> you know, they claw it open and they're like... <laughs> no, no. They were like, the packages, the little pouches were still intact. So what they must have done is like punctured it with a tooth. Right. And sucked it out. Like... <laughs> It's wild. <laughs> what do you call that when you do it with a beer can? We puncture the thing. Oh, with- what the hell is it? Shotgun. Come on, you know, shotgun and a beer. That's right. Hey, man, you want a shotgun a Capri Sun? And the other raccoon's like, what? That's still kindergarten stuff. Like, no, let's do it. And then they do it. <laughs> Peace Bicycle, out. don't even tricycle. Good to 